Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This week, the Catholic Church celebrates an extraordinary saint, a saint that had many extraordinary experiences. Check out this one, for example. As a little child, he was very drawn to sitting in the church, sitting quietly and praying, and he would see and talk with his guardian angel. That's pretty impressive. Do you have a kid that can talk to his guardian angel, see his guardian angel? That's pretty amazing. But it wasn't just that. He actually had conversations with the Blessed Virgin Mary and with Jesus. And 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 this kid thought it was just normal. This is just every little boy spirituality. He didn't know that it was anything extraordinary at the time. Also, when he was young, he had a, an extraordinary vision of a wild monster that was seeking to devour him. And then Jesus protects him, but Jesus warned him that th- this is this is a sign. Of, of what his future spiritual life is going to be like. All throughout his life, he's going to be having to face these intense spiritual battles with the devil. Uh, so this is this is what he was learning and getting prepared for as a young boy. Who is this great saint? It's, it's great Saint Padre Pio, who's known for prophecy. He's known for bilocation. He's known for reading souls. He's known for the stigmata. He's known for waking up at 2.30 a.m., Every day, that's when he would begin his day. 2.30 a.m., do, do you do that? <laughs> that's incredible. He was also known for extraordinary abilities in fasting. Uh, it was said that he ate only about 300 to 400 calories a day. Uh, and all throughout his priestly life, he never had a vacation, never read the newspaper, never listened to the radio. He cautioned people to, to not watch TV, although he did have a very lively Instagram page. You should check it out. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Um, but but these, are, these are amazing things about Padre Pio. You may have heard some of these stories about Padre Pio, but what I want to focus on today as the church celebrates this week, this great saint, I want to, I want to focus on how what was most extraordinary about St. Padre Pio was not these external manifestations, these, these external things. It, what was most extraordinary was what was happening on the inside of Padre Pio. What was going on in his heart, in his soul, a soul that was burning, burning in love for Jesus and for souls. And and that's something we can imitate. You know, sometimes I think we hear stories of the saints and we hear them do these extraordinary things like get up every day at 2.30 in the morning or only eat 300 calories a day and have the stigmata. And we're like, well, I, I can't relate to that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get up in the morning and say my prayers uh, and get my kids to school on time. <laughs> you know, uh, So sometimes we, we could feel like we, we can't relate to the saints when all we hear about are those uh, spectacular stories. And, and, and again, they're amazing, wonderful that God does those things. But the true drama of what's happening in the life of all the saints is what's happening on the inside. And that's what I want to look at in this week's saint, Saint Padre Pio. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. And I want to give a, a warm welcome to anyone who was just with me participating in the National Conference of Diocesan Vocation Directors. 
I was able to give a presentation to the vocation directors all around the country, uh, and they asked me to present on what what kind of priests do we need today? And they asked me from a a theologian's perspective. They asked me as just an ordinary layperson, as a father of a family. And so it was really fun to have a, a, a conversation there. Please pray for all those vocation directors and their hard work in raising up good, holy priests to serve us and serve the church. Let's pray for vocations, for more men to say yes to the priesthood and women to say yes to religious life as well. So we will continue to keep all that in prayer. But let's think about this great young priest, uh, this man that at a very young age showed not just these extraordinary events in his life, but an extraordinary love in his heart. I want to share with you uh, a letter that he wrote to his spiritual director. So Padre Pio, as a very young man, described his great love for Jesus and for souls. I think this gives us a real window into his heart, and it, it, it hopefully inspires us to want to imitate his great love, his great heart. Listen to what he wrote to his spiritual director. He said, quote, For a long time, I have felt in myself a need to offer myself to the Lord as a victim for poor sinners and for the souls in purgatory. This desire has been growing continually in my heart so that it has now become what I would call a strong passion it seems to me that Jesus wants this. Now, what, what is this idea of, of offering myself as a, as a victim? <laughs> That's what Padre Pio is saying. I want to offer my, myself to the Lord as a victim, a victim for poor sinners and for souls and in purgatory. You know, St. Therese, many other saints write about this idea. Padre Pio is just so in love with souls that he, he knows that these souls that are uh, living in sin, that are far away from Jesus, uh, that Jesus loves them. And Padre Pio loves them and wants to draw them back. And so he's willing to offer up his life as a, in, in, in sacrifice for those souls, those sinners, and not just those here on earth, but also those that are suffering in purgatory. He had a great devotion to the souls in purgatory. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. You know, Padre Pio was not just a saint just focused on his own little spiritual life, and how he can grow in devotion and have his quiet time and with his little devotional book and have nice morning prayer. And that, those things are wonderful. We, we want that in our life. Uh, I'm not in any way belittling those things. But I want you to see that his spirituality is other-focused. It's looking outward. And this is what the saints always do. The saints contemplate Jesus, not just for what Jesus can do for them. Oh, Jesus fills me up and Jesus makes me feel good. I like having my morning prayer. That's not what, that's not what the saints did. The saints, yes, they wanted Jesus to fill them up, and they loved their morning prayer. Yes, all of that. But their contemplation, their their meditation, their prayer life always led them outward, led them outward to evangelize souls, uh, whether it was the, the great missionary saints that we have in our tradition, whether it was contemplative nuns that, even though they may have never left their convent, had a zeal to pray and burn for souls. They wanted to bring souls to Jesus. They're always looking outward. Uh, or in this case, Padre Pio. His spirituality was not centered on himself. He had a love for souls. How about you? How much do you pray for souls? Now, maybe you're, you're not ready to offer your life as a victim for sinners and souls in purgatory. That's okay. <laughs> you know, Padre Pio is extraordinary here. But, but I think he is inviting all of us to think, do we pray for sinners? Are we really praying 
for sinners in our world. We, we, we know of sinners in, in our own lives. We know of sinners in our own country. We know that there is great sin in this world, great rebellion against God and his law, and, and many men and women following the ways of the devil. They need our prayers. Does your heart go out to souls? Do you thirst for souls like Padre Pio did, like Mother Teresa did, like St. Therese of Lisieux did? Do you burn for souls? That I, I think that's a great thing to keep in mind here, that while Padre Pio was known for, again, having the stigmata, bilocating, reading souls, all that, and, and that's great, the heart of it is, the heart of his spirituality is love, love for Jesus and wanting to love Jesus in his neighbor, in the many souls that are lost, the great sinners. And so he wanted to unite his life, to offer his life as a sacrifice. So now don't don't freak out about this idea of a victim. You may not be called to be a victim soul for, for all the souls in purgatory or sinners, but I think we all are called to offer sacrifices, to offer sacrifices for souls that are away from Jesus. Right now, you know people. You have people in your own family. You have people in your own workplace that are lost, that have maybe turned away from Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, or, or maybe they, they've just never really been exposed to Christianity. They're lost, and they need, they need us to, to burn with love for them. And we can make little sacrifices for them. So Padre Pio this week can inspire us to think about, can I make a sacrifice for that person, that soul, that family member, that, that coworker, that friend that's away from Jesus? Can I make a sacrifice for them? Not just pray for them, but, but to make a little tiny sacrifice. It's, it's a small way of offering my life as a little victim, participating in, in Christ's sufferings and uniting them for the sake of this intention. Uh, it was eventually he did receive the stigmata, and uh, he was the first priest to be able to do that. St. Francis of Assisi, many centuries earlier, had received the stigmata. He was not a priest, he was just a brother. Uh, this is the first time we have a priest that we know of in, in church history to receive the stigmata. But once again, I, I want us to think of the the stigmata not as just, oh, wow, there's some, you know, it's a Catholic freak show, you know, kind of cool Catholic thing over here. Now think of it again as Padre Pio. It's a physical manifestation of what he prayed for. He desired to unite his soul as a, as, as a gift, as a sacrifice, as a victim for those that are away from God, from sinners. And, and, and in doing that, that interior sacrifice that he makes, uniting his life deeply to the cross, we see this visible manifestation of that great interior love in the stigmata. That's all the stigmata is. It's just a, a visible external manifestation of something going on deep inside his soul. That's what matters the most. He offered his life totally in union with Christ's sacrifice on the cross for souls. That's what he was doing. Uh, and so that's what the stigmata is all about in Padre Pio, in St. Francis of Assisi, and other saints who have had the stigmata. Now, I want, what I wanted to do here, I thought, is offer just a few quotes from Padre Pio. There's so many wonderful quotes from Padre Pio. I thought I'd just share a few of them, uh, little, little tidbits, little you know, kind of pieces of wisdom from this great saint that we can apply to our daily lives. Uh, one of them is, a, is one of my favorite quotes. You've probably heard it uh, quoted before. It's one of his most famous ones. Pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. 
I love this one. Worry is useless. We've talked about worry recently on the show and how often it just distracts us. It keeps us from giving the best of ourselves to, to what God has in store for us right now. It's, it's what the devil wants us to do is always be anxious to be worried. What does Padre Pio say to us? He says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. Our merciful Lord will listen to your prayer. And so the next time we struggle with worry, you can keep in mind the words of Padre Pio. What does he tell us to, when, he, when he tells us not to worry? Fill that, that space in your life where you're tempted to worry. Fill it with prayer and hope. Pray and then hope. You turn it over to the Lord. You surrender it to the Lord. And you trust that he will hear your prayer. So that's one important thing. Another little, little piece of wisdom I want to share from Padre Pio is this. I think this is important. for And again, it, it reminds us that the most important things of the spiritual life aren't these extraordinary things, Padre Pio, you know, being two places at the same time. No, no, it's, it's his ardent commitment to Jesus. That's what I want to look at. Listen to what he says. In the spiritual life, he who does not advance goes backwards. And I'm going to put all these quotes in the show notes, by the way, so you'll, you'll get these. There's a beautiful line here. Listen to this. In the spiritual life, he who does not advance goes backward. It happens as with a boat, which must always go ahead. If a boat stands still, the wind will blow it back. And the same is true in the spiritual life. I think Padre Pio is concerned that, that sometimes we can get stagnant in the spiritual life. We can just start coasting. We just start going through the motions. We start losing our fervor. And if we're not advancing, we're not moving forward, we're not growing in love, growing in surrender, growing in trust, we're not growing in courage, we're not growing in sacrifice. If we're not growing in these things, chances are the winds of our own selfishness, the winds of the world, the winds of the devil are going to take us backwards. We've got to keep moving forward. And that leads to another quote. How do I do this? What do I do if I notice, yeah, my spiritual life has been a little bit dry lately? Yeah, I, do. I feel like I, I'm not advancing as much. I'm not growing the way I should be. I feel a little, little lukewarm. What should I do? Listen to what Padre Pio says. This is one of the most important things. Um, uh, and I can totally relate to this one. In moments when I felt my spiritual life getting a little tepid, uh, this is what I've done. <laughs> and I know it's always been of great help. Padre Pio says, quote, We must always have courage. And if some spiritual languor comes upon us, some spiritual lukewarmness comes upon us, let us run to the feet of Jesus in the blessed sacrament. That's the key. If you're feeling right now like you're, you're in a spiritual rut, go to the blessed sacrament. Make time today. Today, make time to just stop by, even just for two minutes and stop in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel at your local church. Just stop in the Adoration Chapel, make a short visit, tell Jesus, Jesus, relight the fire of faith in my heart. Help me to be devoted. Help me not to get careless. Help me not to get mediocre. Help my love not to fail. Help it to grow. Tell Jesus this. He loves it when we come to him humbly. So we must go to the feet of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, Padre Pio says. And he says, quote, let us place ourselves in the midst of, of the heavenly perfumes, and he will undoubtedly regain our strength. Jesus loves it when we come to him in the Blessed Sacraments, one of the best things we can do to rekindle our devotion. Padre Pio emphasized this. Uh, I can say in my own spiritual life, it's made a huge difference. If you ever find yourself starting to get a little mediocre, losing your fervor, 
go visit Jesus and go right away, go as quick as possible to the Blessed Sacrament. Okay, another great quote here. I love this one. Um, Padre Pio says this, he talks about the past, the present, and the future. He says, my past, O Lord, to your mercy. My present, to your love. My future, to your providence. Oh, I love that. Let me repeat that. So my past, O Lord, to your mercy. Whatever regrets I have about the past, whether it was something I did earlier today or something I did last week or last year, whether it was a sin, a mistake, uh, an embarrassing moment, a failure, whatever it was, I, I, I entrust my past to your mercy, O Lord. And my present, right now, my present, my heart, my attention, my thoughts, my desires, right now, I entrust right now to your love. And my future, I entrust to your providence. Isn't that beautiful? If we could all live that way, we live, we all have regrets about the things of the past and we entrust them to the Lord's mercy. And, and we all have responsibilities, things we need to do right now. We can entrust every little thing right now to the Lord's love. And then everything of the future, we just put into the hands of the Father, trusting in his providence to care for us. Beautiful insight from Padre Pio. See, this is the stuff people don't talk about about Padre Pio. They talk all about, oh, he had the, the stigmata, and then he had all these you know, visions and dreams. And, 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 but the, the, the day-to-day spirituality of this man that was just so in love with souls, so in love with Jesus, and just wanted to follow Jesus fully, uh, so much we can learn from and we can apply to our lives. All right, here's another one. Obey promptly. Obey promptly. Do not consider the age or merit of a person. And in order to succeed, imagine you are obeying the Lord. This is a tough one. People don't talk about obedience. They don't like to think about obedience in our modern individualistic world. I want to be free to do what I want. I don't want to have to obey other people. I don't want my boss telling me what to do or my spouse telling me what to do or my kid telling me what to do. But as a layman, we're all called to obedience. And that obedience means being obedient to the needs of the people right around me, obedient to the the requests that people make of me. So my superiors, if they need something, as long as it's not sinful, I should respond, respond joyfully. Uh, Is it easy for me to not have my will, to not do my will, (laughs) and, and to obey my superiors, whether it's uh, somebody at the parish. I just think they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're not doing it the right way. I want to do it my own way. But you know what? The DRA asked us to do it this way, so I'm going to obey. Can I do that? Can I just submit my will and obey? There's something so good in this. Padre Pio himself had to submit to things that were unjust when he was, uh, there was a lot of suspicion around him and false accusations made about him and things, and yet he submitted. He was obedient. If Padre could submit and obey, then surely you can give up your preference or what you think is better at the office or at the parish or in your family or whatever to obey those around you. Do not consider the age or merit of the person, Padre Pio says. Imagine you are obeying the Lord. Now, we're not talking about things that are sinful, but I'm talking about just like little things. Like if your spouse just wants something and it's not bad, it's not the ideal, it's not your preference, just give in. 
practice, exercise dying to yourself, dying to your will is a wonderful thing. This is one of the key ways we grow in the spiritual life. Um, but too often our world just gets us to do things the way we want to do. Uh, I want to do it my way. That's what the devil's always trying to get us to do. Obedience, being obedient to superiors and obedient to the needs of people around us uh, is a great way to grow in holiness. Last point, and this sums it up all up. This is what the Christian life is all about. Listen to what Padre Pio says. The life of a Christian is nothing but a perpetual struggle against self. There is no flowering of the soul to the beauty of its perfection, except at the price of pain. See, the Christian discipleship is a perpetual struggle against the self. That's, that's the real drama of Padre Pio. Padre Pio spent his whole life in a, in a, in a perpetual struggle against himself, constantly learning evermore to die to himself, to die to his preferences, to die to his plans, to die to himself. That's what Christianity is all about, picking up the cross and following Jesus. Padre Pio reminds us of this. And um, uh, so that, that's, that's the real chiseling of one's own life as we're being sculpted into masterpieces. Uh, it comes with the chiseling, which hurts, <laughs> where I have to die to my pride. I have to die to my vanity, die to my, my comfort. <laughs> I have to die to my dreams. I have to die to my plans, uh, what I want to do. It, it's oftentimes a, a, an ever-surrendering to God and, and, and in the process, I find something so much bigger, so much better than, than I would have come up with on my own. Padre Pio reminds us of this. He also reminds us, again, that the saints, what the saints have to tell us aren't about how you know, they stayed up all night in prayer or they were, you know, could fly or they could be two places at the same time. Um, th- th- that, that's not the real drama. The real drama is within the soul, the soul that's seeking to, to grow in advance so it doesn't go backwards. Uh, the, the, the soul that's, that's learning to struggle against itself, to die to itself, uniting itself to Jesus who died to himself completely on Calvary and then was raised up on the third day. If we follow Jesus to the cross like Padre Pio did, then we'll be raised up, we'll be transformed, and we could become great saints too. So this is just a fun little reflection on an extraordinary saint who's truly extraordinary on the inside. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, you could always reach me at my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. I know I had a lot of people interested in my Lenten Rome pilgrimage. Uh, talk about the opportunity to really be able to, to enter into that spirituality of struggling against self and dying to oneself, to be able to walk in the footsteps of the apostles and martyrs uh, and receive ashes in the city where the, the great tradition grew out of in the early church, uh, the great tradition of Lent. Uh, we're going to be able to do that this year in my March Lenten Rome pilgrimage. Uh, check it out. You can go to my website, edwards3.com to learn more, uh, edwardsri.com. Or you can always follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.